Good morning. Welcome to Grace Point Church. It is a joy to be with each of you today. Some of us have a little longer drive than others with different weather conditions. So we rejoice to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. So this week we will resume our Good News Tuesday services. This Tuesday here in the house, 630. Um, a wonderful time of worship. Hearing what God is doing as we share testimonies of answered prayer. And just seeing the amazing things that God does day in and day out in our lives. And giving him all the glory. And also we start week 46 of our reading through the Bible together as a family. We have our new bookmarks for the next five weeks out on the table as you came in. And the reading plan overall. So if you guys want to join us, if you don't have that, and to get your new bookmarks, again, they're on the table as you came in. Those are weeks 46 through 50. And we just have a few people that we want to lift up in prayer. Um, Brother Mack and Sister Connie have not been feeling well, and we just need to lift them up. Brother Randy, our normal Sunday morning greeter, is not doing very well. He has been sick. And also Brother Bud and Sister Alma, as they are with family in West Virginia, he's been sick. So we just want to cover them in prayer. Father, we just thank you. And we thank you that you are our healer. And God, when we join together, you can do the impossible. So Father, we ask in faith that you would just touch Mac, Connie, Randy, Alma, and Bud. And God, we just speak to sickness that it would be gone in Jesus' name. Father, you finished our healing with the work of the cross. And we just ask that you bring your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven in their bodies. And that anyone else who is suffering, God, that you would just touch them physically. That they would be made well in Jesus' name. So if you'd stand and join us in a time of worship. Uh, here at Grace Point, we're all part of the worship team. So if you see instruments in your seat, if uh, you're visiting us to, for today for the first time, the instruments are in your seats uh, for you to play. So go ahead and grab one of them. Let us open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for today, Father. I just, uh, just thank you for your, your grace and mercy and your faithfulness and unfailing love, Father. Father, I ask that you come into this place, that you just rain down upon us today, and that you just do only what you can do, God. That you soften hearts, may eyes be open to see, ears be open to hear, and hearts open to receive today, Father. Yes. Father, I just I just invite you into this place, not that you need permission, but that, that we want you here today, Father. And we just pray and say this in Jesus' name. Amen.
fasting and prayer and constantly as a network. And there was a mighty move of the Spirit. The whole entire week. I personally, I was set free from anxiety, which I've struggled with for forever. And today being the first Sunday where I've been completely released from it. If you're struggling with anxiety, with depression, with stress, just seek him. He's gonna he's gonna take it from you. And you're just gonna feel it, you're going to explode. The spirit will explode within you when you just let him take it away from you. It's just a feeling that it's pretty unexplainable until you experience it. And I just thank him for that. And I thank him for everyone that was loosed of something, for everyone that was filled. Everyone that just the spirit poured into. God, we just thank you for the move that you had in me. We just pray that you continue to move throughout the dear the Lord the year, dear Lord. That this was just the beginning, dear Lord. As we enter in as all one, as we come together in unity, dear Lord Jesus, that your spirit just cannot be held back, dear Lord. Just move in this place, dear Lord Jesus. Just touch the hearts that needs to be touched.
God. Lord, where they said there would be ice, Lord God, we are here without ice today. Lord God, that you have broken down walls, and Lord God, you have lifted up. Lord God, you have shown us many signs and wonders this week as we have prayed and fasted. Lord God, we've seen many things that you have, Lord, you have broken. Lord God, we thank you today that we can come into your presence. You've taken us from the outside, the outer walls, to, to the inner courts where we can be in your presence, Lord God, not by our own righteousness, but Lord God, to the righteousness that was supplied to Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you love us. We thank you, Lord God, that you have given us a word, a testimony, Father. Lord God, it's not about us, but who we are in you. That you have died for us, but you are alive and you're interceding. You are lifting up. And Lord God, you have opened many doors and we thank you and we praise you. Have your way in this place today. Have this your way, Lord God, that hearts would be spoken to and lives would be changed, that there would be transformation or a new way of thinking. All for your honor and glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Everybody says, Amen. Amen. For us, if we come forward today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for this, this opportunity to come before you and give back a portion of tenth of tithe. Even over and above that. For Lord God, you have given it all unto us. And Lord, may we return a small portion in thanks, in obedience. May we give it unto you. Give us wisdom to use it according to your kingdom's purpose. And Lord God, may we give it cheerfully, not worrying about it, but Lord, giving it unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus takes us from the outer courts to the inner courts. It takes us from people who stand on the outside watching what's going on and wishing that we could come inside sometimes. You know, he's talking about the tabernacle when we sing about the outer courts. From the outside looking in for one who, who is watching what's going on to one who comes in and, and, and makes us a part of what's going on. Amen? Amen? Jesus doesn't desire that we would be on the outside looking in, but that... We would allow him to come into our hearts that we might be a part of what's going on. Amen. And we would know that he is for us. What he does for one, he'll do for us. Amen. From the outer courts. Not just washing your hands on the outside. But I tell you, washing yourself on the inside that we would truly be changed. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. This week I want to talk to you a little bit about what took place last week. I'm not going to dwell there because what took place last week is only the evidence of that our God is alive and that he's doing mighty things. But we need to understand that what he starts he'll complete. Philippians 1.6 says the good work that he began in you, he will see to completion. God, that which has started will be brought to completion. You ever? It's like starting a house. You start on a foundation. You start on the, the site the beginning to prepare the site for the foundation, removing the trees or the brush. And then you can start a foundation, and from the foundation you move up from there. 
You have to have the anchor bolts and the foundation before you build a house, amen? amen. Otherwise, if you're building, you could have the most solid foundation there is, but if you don't attach that which is being constructed or growing to the foundation with heavy bolts, then guess what? The wind can come and blow it away. Yeah. Blow it off of the foundation, even though you may have started with a good foundation. We have to be anchored to that which is solid, amen? amen. So we need to be anchored to the Lord and and I think he showed up in a mighty way this week that we would become anchored to all that he has said and promised. Amen. All that he said he would do. A faithful God who has done much work in our sights as we went to all five locations, all five churches that we have in our network. We've gone to each location and we've prayed and we've fasted. And I thank you those who, who have been a part of that. Actually... If you look around, it, it must be we wore everybody out. I don't know. There's a little God enough. I don't know. That's we're in small numbers today. But praise the Lord for those who are here. You know something? It's about the hearts where two or more are gathered. There in their midst I will be. Sometimes we can allow ourselves to be wore down from the travel and wore down from the, from the going from place to place. But I tell you, as we come into the presence of the Lord, it should drive a desire for more of the Lord, not that I've had enough. If you come full, praise the Lord, and allow it to run us over. We've seen baptisms in the Holy Spirit this week. Exciting things. This week we've seen salvations. We've seen rededications and and we've seen baptisms in the Holy Spirit. These are all signs and wonders and, and things that only God can do. Only God can open the hearts. And we can open the hearts, but only God can come in and fill the hearts and, and fill our lives with more of Him. Amen. We've seen long time deep wounds testified about, uh, about things that have been set free that have been hung on to for 25, 30 years. How do you get enough of these things? God ministered through the Spirit and in the Spirit. Words of exhortation about, about the promises that are still available, they're still here. Walls were torn down, and I believe bridges were built this week. If you haven't watched it, you can go back on Facebook and watch what's gone on in the five churches this week. Regardless of how plain or how good it may look, the, the, the casting of it, I tell you, no, that the only thing that made it good was that Number one, people were gathering together. But number two, God showed up each night Amen. doing miracles. There was people who came and visited other people from far off. And they didn't come the first night and began to hear what's going on. And they came. And, and through that family, I believe, there was one baptism in the Holy Spirit and, uh, and two salvations. They came from, where were they from? Do you remember? I don't know, Missouri or someplace. They were traveling and visiting Little did they know they were going to meet Jesus in the process. They went home differently than they came. See, when we come to the Lord, we need to come and go back differently. The, the wise men, they went back a different way. But I tell you, everyone who comes to Jesus should go back home a different way than when they came in. With new excitement, new hope, a new praise. Some received instantly and, and some that the prayers that we prayed the night before became a reality the next day. Yes. See, sometimes God heals instantly and, and uh, suddenly. <laughs> like the winds came up and the ice came in certain places. Suddenly, things were different. The day of Pentecost, suddenly things were different. 
God came and answered prayers suddenly sometimes. And, and there are times that they are delayed for about a day. And then there's times that we need to press in and to believe and continue to pray and bring people alongside us in unity to believe for that promise that God has told us will come through. Amen? It's available, but sometimes we need to press in. We saw that sometimes instant gratification, and sometimes we have to pray and to press in and, and to believe and trust and sing praises in the midst of the storms, knowing that he is in the midst of the storm. But by faith, we continue to believe that that which has been lifted up, that which has been prayed for, that which has been asked for, in the name of Jesus, will come true in God's timing. Amen? God is faithful. He's no respecter of person. He doesn't love one more than the other. One job's not more important than the other. We are one body as we came together, five different pens, if you will, five different buildings, from Edwards to Governor to Burville to Watertown Campus to, to here in Pulaski, they seem like such a great distance apart. Weather is different from here to there. As we well know on a morning like this morning, ice in Governor and, and winds in Pulaski. But yet God knows, amen? The weather conditions are different. The culture in each church is different. But I tell you, our God is one and of the same, and he loves us all the same. When we come together in unity and we seek him wholeheartedly, we shall find him. We shall see signs and wonders. Lives will be changed and changed permanently. For the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus. Psalms 111, 4 and 5 says, He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He has provided food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. It's a reminder to us. We have to understand that Psalms 111 was a song that was sang at the Passover. It was a song that was sang at the day of Pentecost. Psalms 111 is a song that has been written down in worms. Oh, worms. Written down in words. My voice is, I don't know why it's hoarse. I've only spanked. I've only spoken, I don't know how many times this week. Every night. And two or three times someday I had an opportunity to go to the, to the Christian school in Oswego and minister this week. Praise the Lord, what a blessing it was. I had one young man come up and asked me quietly, he says, do you believe in speaking in tongues? I had another young man raise his hand and ask, you know, because I asked him, you know, sometimes when we're separated or feel separated, do we come fearful? And one of them, shoo, up a hand, yeah. He called, I forget, it was Nana or, I don't know, it was an odd, not an odd name, but just one I can't remember, but like Nima Nona. maybe it was. Or Nona. And he says, yeah, I was at home and Meemaw was there, and I, I thought she was gone, he says. And I said, what did you do? He said, I cried. <laughs> he said, I cried. I said, praise God. And what happened? He said, well, she came downstairs. And I said, that's what we're to do with Jesus. When we become fearful, when we become, when we become frightened, or when we become feel like we're alone, we're to cry out and know that our God is faithful to answer those prayers. And when we're the most fearful and when we need them help the most, he will come and he will restore us and be with us. What an opportunity. There were many other things there. But I tell you this week, as we cried out to God, he answered many, many, many prayers. He showed up. Just as the scripture has told us that he has caused his wonders to be remembered. 
Every time God shows up, we need to know that it's Him. And it's not only for us to remember that through our salvation that He brought us to, through the, the mercies and the graces that He bestows on us each day, that we also know that it's for everyone around us, even our enemies, the ones we don't like, the ones who have done something against you. Are we willing to forgive them and speak to them about the good things? Excuse me. Praise the Lord. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. And this week we have seen many wonders and miracles of God. Do you not know that a salvation is one of the greatest uh, miracles of all? One who has come from a, a certain season in hell to a place of eternity in heaven with Jesus Christ. Where there's no more pain or suffering. Amen. Amen. No greater miracle. No greater miracle. 111 is a song that, that was sung to the Passover, the day of Pentecost. A song of grateful hearts. A song of grateful hearts we need to remember to be grateful. One of remembrance, one of great joy. It says he is gracious. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious, it says. Gracious is God's favor toward us, guys. He is gracious toward us. We have God's favor. And if we have God's favor, that means we have his attention. That means that we have his divine, absolute attention upon us. And, and that, that he is looking toward you and I. And for all who seek him. Do you understand that we have God's favor? It isn't that we know him or he knows us. It's much more than that. We have his favor. He is gracious. Gracious means favor. His hand is upon us. See through the, and we're seen through the blood of Jesus Christ. That means our sins are not seen, but the blood of Jesus Christ is seen. That which has been completed on the cross. Amen? Amen. That which is, says, says, no, Father, their sins have been paid for, and I have taken their sins upon myself, so they are forgiven. So there's a freedom there. There is joy. There should be joy. If you are guilty of someone, and, and you go to the judge, and he says, no, you're not guilty. Man, do you ever see somebody in court put their heads down, I'm not guilty? No, they're raising their hands. They're hugging each other. I tell you, it's not that we haven't committed sin. It's that we're seeing through the blood of Jesus Christ. And, and that makes us in a right standing with him. Declares us we're in a right standing. Not guilty. Seen through the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus is our intercessor. He's alive. He doesn't intercede just once for us, but continually. We have his favor. His eyes are upon you. His eyes are upon you. The completed work on the cross says it is finished. He hung there till it was finished. All that needed to be done that we would be saved. All that would be done that we would have that eternal hope. The finished work of the cross, it is finished. It goes on to say in 111.4 that he's compassionate. So he's gracious and he's compassionate. Compassionate means that he cares for us. He has feelings toward us. In fact, it says that he loves us. Amen? Not just feelings, but he loves us unconditionally. All and each one the same. And you grab on to that. I don't think we can. 
He loves each and every one of us the same. Not that we are the same, but he loves us one another as his beloved children. Yes. He doesn't love one child more than the other. He doesn't treat one as a stepchild on the outside. He opened, we sung about coming to the inner courts, coming to the fold, coming to the inheritance with all the inheritance, with all the benefits, with all the promises available to us in each and every one. He has feelings toward us, and he moves into action. What kind of action? He's merciful. Giving us the good things that we don't deserve. Even though we deserve the bad, he gives us the good. The good things. And sometimes good things may look bad to us for a season, but God knows what we need that will bring us to a closer relationship. Don't, don't look at everything with our, with our, you know, if you look at this week and all the miracles and the things that God has done, we get wore out, we get tired. And as you fast, you can't wait to the food, and when you begin to eat the food, you get tired. Man, it just seems to set in. And you want to sleep. See, we go back to our old ways, to overeating and, and begin to. It's about the food now. It's about the rest now. But I tell you, it should be about the joy that we have gained. It should be about that which he has sustained and brought us to a new realm. He gives us good things, so we can't look by our eyes. There's a good thing. I came home one night, and my new truck has now got a hole in the center of it by a big deer. Praise the Lord, right? Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah! I heard of others who got stranded on the way to one or other service and, and many things happening. The enemy comes in and tries to, to, to thwart the, the good things that God is doing. But thank God for insurance. Nobody was hurt. My airbags didn't go off. I went and found my license plate yesterday. Hallelujah. The snow melted so I could find a license plate. Woo! Praise the Lord. I got to talk to someone I haven't seen in years. And the last time I talked with them, it was about just about killing each other as young people. <laughs> wanting to. But I had this, I didn't even recognize it. They come across the road. Because I was looking out there and he didn't come over. Said, did you lose anything? I said, yeah, I think about a million dollars I lost. Well, I didn't find that, he says. <laughs> I said, well, it wasn't exactly a million bucks. I lost my license plate. And, uh, and we came home the, the one night in the, the, in the night, and, uh, and the pieces were shining on the edge of the road where the plow combined to throw all the plastic pieces over. And, and I knew where it was anyways. But I went back yesterday morning to get the pieces, and there wasn't a piece anywhere. So I said, man, it was shining everywhere yesterday when we left in the middle of the night when we came home. I went back and there's no pieces. And I'm walking up and down the road and the fellow comes across the road. He says, well, I have, have a fight you don't pay for if there's anything there you need. I said, well, really what I need is my license plate. But praise the Lord. Even in those times of what seems like a, a, a time of, of struggle and, and, you know, and turmoil came out to be something good. He says, man, I've heard your name everywhere. I said, good or bad? Right? <laughs> what have you heard? <laughs> and he says, I hear you're a pastor now. I can't believe it, he says. I says, well, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I've been for a while. But uh, 
began to witness a little bit about what God had done in my life and brought me to the place that, uh, that uh, someone would say that they heard my name. You know, our goal needs to be that they hear the name of Jesus, guys. It was an opportunity to tell him, you know, and he says, you know, isn't it kind of funny how life has a way of changing us? And it was an opportunity to witness to someone who the last words I had for him was just about, uh, well, it was over a deer. It was a deer, yeah. But in different forms. This brought us together in the same form of deer that hit my truck. Different, different, but yet the same. Isn't it kind of amazing how God uses opportunities? At any rate, I tell you, with all the enemy's things to, to try, and in, I say, we have, I don't give the enemy too much credit. You know, in our own ignorance sometimes, we get... We put ourselves in positions and things that make things look bad. Let us not get so caught up in, back to my point, that, that we get looking with our eyes through all the bad that's going on and, and how it affects us personally. Let us know that sometimes in the bad, God brings it in for something good and we have an opportunity to witness through the bad to seek in something good into someone's life. God has done a mighty work, mighty work, and as He is compassionate, I said He is merciful, but He also gives us grace and not giving us the things we do deserve. Mercy means that He that He gives us good things, even though we deserve the bad, and, and grace means He doesn't give us the bad that we do deserve. Praise the Lord. He saves those who sins against Him. Do you realize our sins are against Jesus Himself, against the work of the cross? As he died for us, the very things, our sins, the things that we do that are not Christ-like are against Jesus Christ and everything he stands for, but yet he chooses to die and save us anyways. He saves us from ourselves. Sometimes our own desires. You and me. Then he gives us power. He gives power to the powerless. He's full of grace and mercy. He's compassionate. He gives power to the powerless. He gives power to the powerless. He does it by the forms of the, uh, of the, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And he, and he gives us through victory in our lives. And therefore, we have something good to tell somebody who, who is where we once were. That's power. Power to change lives. Power for our lives to be changed. That baby has power over his parents. Look at them. <laughs> when they're crying, they come running. Amen? Precious thing. God bless you guys. I'm glad you're here today. The baby cries and he gets all the attention he wants. And I tell you, as we cry out to Jesus, as that young man cried out to his meemaw, the meemaw came running. Jesus comes running. Because we are his children and he loves us all the same. And he wants to give us good things that we don't deserve. And he stands up for us and he intercedes for us. And he empowers because we're powerless. That baby is powerless. But yet, because of the love of the parents, they come running to the baby. We are, can you understand that you're a child of the Most High? And he comes running when we call. Not that he isn't already watching. The parents are watching the baby. But when he begins to cry, boom. That's power. Power. Did he not feed those who were in the wilderness for 40 years, even though the whole generation was going to die there, he still fed them until the end of their lifetime. 
sins. And he fed the young that were raised up, and even though they were sinful, even though that they couldn't go to the promised land yet, they wouldn't follow, they wouldn't listen, and to bless them in that kind of condition would only make it worse. So they stayed in the desert, but yet he gave them the, the clouds by day that they had not burn up, and, he, and, and, the, and the fire at night that they might have light, that they would never be in the darkness, but yet sometimes in the shade. Does that make sense? That makes sense to me, but that's the gracious God that we have. Let them burn. Why should I have to feed them for 40 years? They're going to die there anyways. Sometimes isn't that our attitude? Thank God we have a God who, who sheltered them and fed them and led them. And, and when that new generation came up and, and, and they were led, get the people ready, he said to Joshua. Moses died, but yet they gave him another leader. He raised up another. He feeds and provides for those who have not come to him still today. Still today, he feeds and provides for those who are not yet come to him. He reigns on their fields, the just and the unjust, the same. He treats us the same. He loves us all. Those who have come to him and those who are yet to come to him. Reigns on both their fields, their crops can be successful. Even though if they're not Lord or they're not, or they are or they're not, believe praise the Lord. Get it right down. I watched one of the sessions. And I said the, the archbishop's on his way. And I looked at that and I said, what are you talking about? It was the archangel. Gabriel, he's on his way is what I wanted to say. And I said, the archbishop's on his way. And I looked at on the tape and I said, man, how confused you are. <laughs> I'm never going to get it right. But I come to realize that my heart is right, but though, as long as we set it straight, we don't leave someone astray. The archangel was on the way, even though they didn't see it, and they were persevering for quite some time. But yet, God knew about their circumstance, and he sent in the angels. And when the angels couldn't take care of it, they sent the mighty one to take care of it. It wasn't the archbishop. <laughs> Open mouth, insert foot. See, God takes care of those who are yet to come to him. He reigns on the just and the unjust, it says. Psalms 111.5, let's move on. He remembers his covenant forever. See, God's promises are forever. His word is true forever. He doesn't come to a place and say, my promises, I'm taking them back. You haven't earned them. You don't deserve them. Sometimes they're held to the next generation. Don't get me wrong. For those that are left, a remnant that was left, it's, it's evidence in the 40 years that they were in the desert. He left it for the remnant, didn't he? The promises are still true. He remembers his covenant forever. He always remembers what he promised in his word. He doesn't take it back. He doesn't change. He may do a new thing, but he adds to the old, not take away. Every truthful word that is written is true, and it is true from the beginning to the end. From the time that he empowered those to write it to the time that Christ returns with his mighty army. Amen? The same word, the same truth that never changes. Our laws change so fast, the lawmakers don't know what's going on. 
And no sooner pass one thing and they're talking about how it needs to be changed before they barely get it passed. <coughs> what evidence do you have that his word is true? Because that which was prophesied, written down, told that would happen, has happened, and is happening. Amen? The word is true. Even though they didn't see it. Even though it took a while to come true. It wasn't that it wasn't true. It just hadn't come true yet. So we know only in part. Let us trust it and believe for it. It's never changing. And I tell you, we've had testimonies and we'll continue to have many testimonies how he has brought us through. Testimonies of how I failed, yet God saw me through the blood of Jesus Christ. And he didn't abandon me. He held the promise in his hands. He's blessed you and I with many wonders this week. Signs and wonders. We who believe shouldn't need to know, see signs and wonders, but yet, how many times do we ask God, show me a sign? <laughs> Did not the sun shine today or the sun come up? Rainbow's a sign. It's got to rain to have a rainbow, usually. Moisture or something somewhere. An everlasting promise of God that he's not going to flood the earth again. Not that he won't flood the little corner of your lawn. <laughs> to make you move. To make you wonder. To make you ask questions. Make you to see that as the floods come up, they go away. And, and if you're still alive, to tell about hallelujah. See, he's healed. We are healed as we repent, as we seek the kingdom, and we toward, turn toward him. That's the answer. As we turn toward him, he's already got his face turned toward us, but we need to turn toward him, guys. I'll give me a couple scriptures today, and I'm done. Second Chronicles, sub I say, I'm done. Don't believe it. <laughs> I'm about done. Second Chronicles 7.14, many of us know that. I talked about promises, and I talked about the goodness of God and, and how he hangs on the, the promises. But what more, uh, and all scripture attests to that. But Second Chronicles 7.14, it used to be for a while everybody knew where the Second Chronicles was. Because of the promise, if my people who are called by my name, it says, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then... Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And I tell you this week, as we sought God and we, and, we, and, and, and we begin to repent and humble ourselves, we came together to humble ourselves and pray with not only this congregation, but the five uh, congregations that, that we are tied together with. Four days a week, I'm in Watertown campus. But we... Discuss and we pray for the five campuses, not just this one. And we pray beyond the walls of the five campuses. And I tell you, as we came together this week, it says, if my people are called by my name, if you are called by the name of Jesus, if you have been redeemed, if you have been saved, and you call yourself a Christian, he is calling you to humble yourself and to pray. And as we humbled ourselves to tear down the walls of, our, of our, each campus, came together and prayed and we seeked his, sought his face and we began to, to ask for forgiveness and we began to repent from forgiveness. I believe he heard from heaven and began to heal our lands. Amen. I said that 
Walls were torn down and bridges were built. That means I believe that where there was uh, where, where there was awe against one another, I see people begin to talk and begin to, to relate to one another and ask for forgiveness and receive forgiveness. Amen. And these things took place, and when we begin to see those things took place, we saw salvations, and we saw the baptism of the Holy Spirit come in. We saw unity amongst the campuses. And with unity, there was nights that we just came together and marched to the front, and, and the Spirit of God fell down, and many things began to happen without hardly a word. Then there was nights when, when, when the ark was heavy, we had to pray and to press in, but yet God still broke down the walls and, and moved mightily. Amen. Oh, we love 714 because it's a promise and it, and it ends with the victory. I'll forgive their sins and I'll heal their land. The promise. Hallelujah. Look at 715. Now my eyes will be open. My ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. It's only beginning to do the work that he's going to do. Because we've come together and we've prayed and, and, and we begin to see victory, but let us not grow tired of the victory. It needs to be a continual thing, not go back to the old way of life. His eyes are upon us. We've called upon him and he's looked toward us, not that he already wasn't. They begin to heal and restore. We need to continue to pray. Continue to believe. Philippians 1.6, I already gave it to you. Be confident of this. Philippians 1.6 6 says, Be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion Till the day of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you read the last part? Till the day of Jesus Christ. This completion means he's already started the work. He's going to continue to do the work until the day that Jesus Christ returns and takes us home. That means he's begun one place and we're not finished until he comes. Does that make sense? Or we go home to be with him through the, through the death of this life. It means he's never done with us. Till the day of Jesus Christ, it says. Or Christ Jesus. The good work that he began is a work that he is going to continue to do upon us and in us and through us until the day we go home to be with Jesus Christ. Let us not think that I've arrived, I've seen God move, or I've arrived, I've come to salvation, or, or I've arrived, I've learned to forgive, or, or I've arrived, I've learned to receive the forgiveness that's available, or, or I've arrived, the light has been shining on one part of my life, and now I get it. Praise God for all those things. But I tell you, the light... If he were to pour it all on us, we would just wilt, wouldn't we? The sun, if it was never shielded, guess what? We would burn up. Do you know that God is a consuming fire? The Spirit of God is a consuming fire. And it wants to consume all that we are to the point that we are just nothing but about the Spirit of God working in us and through us. But we have the human spirit that kind of fights back now and then. Sometimes now and then, right? 
the Spirit intercedes for us. And we begin to practice. You know, isn't it kind of amazing? Doctors, lawyers, they all practice. Why as Christians do we not practice Christianity? What do I say practice? That means to put it on every day. That means take and develop it each and every day. That means continue to read and learn every day. A lawyer or a doctor, if they didn't continue to read and increase their knowledge, they'd only come to one place and they'd still be hitting us head in the head with a hammer and uh, cutting us with a machete to get in there to work on us. But now they have anesthesia, amen? They sit there with their finger on the little plunger and you think you're going to watch it and see how fast it takes you. Next thing you know, you're in the recovery room. You didn't even see the plunger go down. Yeah. I've tried it. Yeah. I said, I got him. I got him. I'm going to watch this. Yeah. yeah. All I saw was the back of my eyelids, and I don't remember seeing that. Isn't it so good that we can, that we can go to sleep being one way, or we can wake up one day feeling depressed, and then, and then somehow, suddenly, suddenly we're changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I be hopeless, and, and the next moment, great hope comes upon me. Hallelujah. You still might be broke, but yet hope comes upon you. God loves the broken things, man. Thank God you don't throw broken things away. I'm feeling good now. My garage is full of broken things. I'm just like Jesus. I don't throw nothing away. That's not what he means. That means he's going to change the broken things into something that's good and useful. Amen. Broken things are broke, but I tell you, God doesn't leave them broke. He changes them, and, and suddenly they have a great purpose and a usefulness and a place to use it. That's you and me. Let us be thankful today. I am thankful for all you who come today. I'm thankful for the ones who are here today. Not that they're not here, but I'm thankful that many have showed up this week, and, and I know that, that they love the Lord, and I am thankful for brothers and sisters, even though many didn't choose to come today for whatever reason. I'm thankful that we don't have the ice that they have in Governor. They're not meeting in Governor today, our church in Governor. Ice, just a little thing like ice. Make, is, it, is it crazy how a little thing, one little change in the conditions freezes us up. The wind blows, or the, or the ice comes, or the sun don't shine, or the snow is too deep. The winds are so great out west, there are tornadoes just devastated some places. See, that just shows you how volatile this world can be and how temporal our lives can be. In an instant, things can be different. In an instant. That which we have no control over can change us forever. In an instant, the things that we have control over, we can lose control over them. That which we put our security in, our homes, and our cars, and money, whatever, or even our relationships with one another, suddenly <coughs> things can change. But yet we have a God who says, I am with you always, fear not. Fear not. That never changes. That never changes. He remembers the promise. Hang on to the promise. And believe 
and then be active in your faith. Let me pray today. Somebody needs prayer today, I ask you that you come forward. Just because God has moved during the week doesn't mean he's tired, even though we may be. Our God is the same. Our God is all mighty and powerful, forever present, and he doesn't grow tired. He's not locked in day and night. He loves us all the same, whether your color, your creed, your gender. He loves us all the same. We are his creation. If he created, never create something on a wheel, potter's wheel. It may be ugly to the one who has the protracted eye. <laughs> But yet, if you've made it in your hand or on it, and you've painted it, you want, you're anxious to get it fired and see how it, what it turns into. Our God is the potter. He created us. Through his fire, the fire of the Holy Spirit, that we would become useful. We are useful, each and every one of us. Let no one tell you you're not useful. You're worthless. There's no hope for you. In fact, we probably found ourselves saying it to someone. But I tell you, it's, it's a lie of the enemy. It is a lie from the pit of hell. Amen. Our God has usefulness for each and every one of us. Amen. He's created us, and he is proud of every one of us. It doesn't matter if you fail. It doesn't matter if you got a little chip out of the pottery, because he created it. <laughs> it's like creating something, and, and, and all of a sudden it, it, it has great value to you. God has created us all. We all have great value. Amen? Amen. If you need prayer today as I begin to pray, come forward. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord God, for all that you've done this week. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing right now. Lord God, I pray that you would bind us together with a glue that doesn't, that doesn't allow any lamina to peel. But Lord God, that your Holy Spirit would knit us together. Lord God, that you would... Uh, that you would continue to complete the work that you have begun, Lord God. But Lord God, we know that we are your workmanship. You have plans for us, not plans to give us hope in the future, to prosper us, not to harm us. And Lord God, you are doing a mighty work in this day. Those who are not here who are sick, who are traveling, Lord God, I pray that you'd undergird them, keep them safe. They're traveling, use them mightily on the way. May they tweet sweet time of fellowship. Get them to the destination and home again. For those who are traveling in the ice up north, Lord God, I pray for your hand of protection. Give them wisdom. Give them discernment. Get them to their destination. Get them home again. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for all that you've done this week. We thank you for all you've done today. You've given us strength to get out of bed. You've given us a place to come to to gather. We might worship and praise you. And Lord God, we just thank you for all that you're doing. And the promise that you're going to complete the work you began. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, that you began work. Thank you, Lord God, that our inheritance is in your hands. Thank you, Lord God, for your Holy Spirit and for your word that reveals the truth. Thank you for your promise. Thank you for your promises, Lord God, that will come to pass in your time. Thank you for the food that's been prepared today. That we might eat together. That we might praise you together. 
And Lord, that we would have fellowship together in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Anyone have a testimony real quick? Something God's done this week? Pastor. Yes. Can I, um, can we call Justin and Jessica up here and, and pray for them? Because I think God's got something to speak to them. Oh, we can't lay hands and pray on people. No, not in front of right Yes. We're willing to come. Yes, we can. <laughs> you have been called out, brother. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not customary for us to call people up, so that's why I asked. But I just, you heard Jessica testify what the Lord did for her this week, right? About taking anxiety out of her heart, right? And uh, <laughs> uh, this is crazy. I've never seen this before. I was reading in Psalm 9 this week, and it said in verse 14, it said, it's David speaking. And he says, save me. He's talking to God. Save me. So we've all prayed, save me, right? <laughs> God, oh, God. <laughs> God, God, save me. <laughs> Do something here. Like Help me out. <laughs> but he says, save me so I can praise you publicly at Jerusalem's gates so I can rejoice that you have rescued me. It wasn't just save me. It was save me so I can praise you publicly. So I can rejoice in public. When uh, Jesus came and did what he did, he did it so that you can rejoice in public. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And so this morning when we, when we, we say, oh, you know, we're going to take it easy coming in because we're under ice storm warnings and you guys got wind warnings instead. Uh, you stepped up there and you led worship by yourself and you needed to. Not by yourself, but singing, singing by yourself, taking the leads, doing what you need to do. And in doing that, you proved, and God proves, that what he did, he did. So Father, we just agree with you that you established that today. Yeah, that deliverance from anxiety, that right. deliverance from that fear, and that it's established and firm in her heart and in their and in hearts. In place of David and Heather, but yet doing what God called them to do. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for it, Father. We pray that much, much public rejoicing would come. Thank you, Lord. From what you did this week. And also what you did for Justin, too. Yes, Lord. Much public rejoicing. Jesus. Father, we thank you that you are the God that moves mountains with just a tiny deposit of faith. God, I thank you for the power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. And God, it is just the beginning. Thank you. Thank it is just the beginning, says the Lord. Today was just one step in the amazing things that I'm going to do for you as a couple. Today is just the beginning of the call and the plans and the purposes I have for you, says the Lord. Today, write it down today, January 12, 2020, is a new beginning. It is a new beginning. 
What is in the past lays in the past. God is redeeming that which the enemy has stolen from. He is redeeming and he is going to increase it and expand it. And he is going to give you more than you can believe ever was possible. The level of anointing is going to increase day by day. As you're faithful to give yourself to his presence, to the word of God, personally worshiping him, that which you do in private is going to be increased tenfold when it comes forth as a ministry for others because you are going to be way makers for the kingdom of God. You are going to walk into situations and call heaven down. If you remember David's message on Mother's Day, he said, where Jesus is, his kingdom comes in everything that is like him. You're going to be light in the darkness. You're going to teach people that their worth is not what anything this world says, but it comes from him and him alone. And you will be able to look fear and anxiety in the face and say, my God, my God, and you will walk through that thing. It will no longer be a cloak that weighs you down and keeps you bound. But it, when the enemy tries to veil you with that, you say, in Jesus' name, it is finished. When Jesus declared it was finished, the veil was torn. It has been torn. It is finished. No more suffering. 